and welcome back to my channel, Freedom by Faith Ministries. I'm Dr. Pamela Noel. And today will be our last teaching on anxiety, fear, and depression. So we're going to talk today about joy. We talked about repenting of the sin of depression, anxiety, and fear in previous videos. We recently spoke about um, how to overcome these emotions that we call them by using God's weapons in the spiritual battle that we're in with these demonic spirits. So now that we have repented of our sin, we have now used God's mighty weapon to destroy anxiety, fear, and oppression because they are demonic spirits that are not of God, right? Now we're going to talk about how to get onto the other side and have joy, even in horrible situations. Why is it important to God that we have joy in the Lord? So we're just going to look at a couple of examples of why um, challenges come, right? This is going to be a very powerful message, so I hope you pay attention, right? So we look at situations as good or bad. That's the way we think as humans, right? And remember when this just came to my mind, when Jesus was telling his disciples, the Son of Man must uh, suffer many things. So he's preparing them for his crucifixion that is coming, and Peter said, I, this will never happen. He reprimanded Jesus. How do you reprimand God? That's pride, okay? So he loves Jesus, and he doesn't want to see Jesus crucified, right? But what, is Jesus's, what was Jesus' response? He said, get thee behind me, Satan, because you're looking at things from a human perspective, right? And we just spoke about in my last video that our weapons— the spiritual battles that we're in and the weapons that we use and we put on the full armor of God, we use these weapons against the um, human reasoning, right? We use them to take down the stronghold of human reasoning, right? False arguments, right? And we take every thought captive that is rebellious and make it ob obedient to Christ. So the way we, we reason information, the arguments, the false arguments that we have, and the thoughts that don't line up with the word of God, those are the enemies, which include depression in the, in the mind, depression, anxiety, fear. And so we must remember that our weapons are supposed to be used against the demonic spirits that are in our minds also, right? And not just when people come against you and they obviously are influenced by Satan or whatever demonic spirit is influencing that person to come against you, whether they're lying about you, cheated you, or, you know, spread a rumor, whatever the situation may be, you know, robbed you, whatever it is. But that person is not your enemy. It's the demonic spirits behind them, right? So we must forgive the person, but the demon spirit behind that person is the real enemy. And we use all of the pieces of the armor of God to overcome that situation. So we're going to talk about some of the negative things that we look at as negative that cause us anxiety and fear. And because we're not looking at things God's way, we're not making our thoughts obedient to the word of God because we don't know the word of God. That's why people fall into depression, anxiety, fear, and some people, unfortunately, suicide, right? So let's look at Luke 6. One of the passages that I meditate on almost every day, actually, all right, let's go ahead and start with Luke 6, verse 22 and 23. So we said in the very beginning 
that when God says something and we do the exact opposite, it's a sin and, it, and we must repent of it and turn away, right? That is, the, that is the solution to sin. It's not a bottle, it's not a medication. It's to humble ourselves before God and repent of that as sin, right? So here in Luke 6, verse 22 and 23, it says, what blessings await you when people hate you and exclude you and mock you and curse you as evil because you follow the son of man. When that happens, be happy. Yes, leap for joy, exclamation point, which means that it's in order and God is basically yelling at us. This is Jesus talking because it's in red letters, right? So this is Jesus basically yelling and saying, leap for joy for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, their ancestors treated the, in, the ancient prophets the same way. So Jesus is saying here, yelling at the, at the disciples, basically. He says that when, not if. So when is a warning telling you it's going to happen? If you are following Jesus, right, you are a Christian, you are living according to the will of God, people will hate you. That is a direct word from, from Jesus, which he can't lie, right? So we must not be shocked when people come against you, hate you, exclude you, mock you, curse you, right? So Jesus is saying this will happen. It will. It says when this happens, right? So in verse 23, he says when that happens, so, that, so now we know that these situations are going to happen and Jesus is telling and warning us that it's going to happen. We must not be anxious, worried about it because it's something that's already written in the word that it must happen. It will happen, right? When that happens, what should your reaction be? Anxiety, fear, depression. I'm going to get them before they get me. I'm going to tell on them. I'm going to retaliate against them. I'm not going to forgive them, right? So what is our reaction when people hate you and exclude you and mock you and curse you as evil because you're following Jesus, right? He's talking to his disciples, not the large crowds of people that he would sometimes preach to. He's specifically talking about his disciples, which a disciple, a definition of, is a follower of Christ and a student of the word of God, which Jesus is the word of God. So you're a student of Christ so he's talking to you. He says, when people hate you and exclude you and mock you and curse you as evil, he says in verse 23, when that happens, be happy, exclamation point. Right? He says, leap for joy. Why? Because a great reward awaits you in heaven. So think about that. So if God has rewards for us in heaven, there are, there are great rewards in heaven for people who leap for joy when, when, right? When their enemies are attacking them, right? When people hate you and exclude you and mock you and curse you as evil because you follow the son of man. When that happens, this will happen. You must leave for joy because a great reward from heaven is waiting for you, right? It says what blessings await you. So there are some blessings of God that we can't have access to because we refuse to have joy in, in people attacking you, right? So when somebody attacks your character, your job is at stake and your husband left you or a friend has spread a, a, a lie about you, whatever the situation may be, instead of leaping for joy because we know there's a blessing that will come from that, we get angry, bitter, right? Jealous or whatever the situation is. And God is, Jesus is saying, you must have joy. Exclamation! He's yelling and screaming at them, saying, leave for joy. Why? Because we have a reward in heaven for that. 
right? So every Christian is going to come against people who are going to hate you. It will happen because if it doesn't happen, it means you're not a follower of Christ. It says, if you, it says, if you follow the son of man, these things will happen. So if you're really following Jesus, people will hate you. You will have at least one person in your life who hates you. It doesn't matter what you do. That person is going to come at you and destroy you. And Satan will use people like that to come against you. But because God is sovereign, he can use that situation if you respond the right way by rejoicing, like Paul says, to rejoice always, right? This is one of the reasons, because we have, we have rewards that are waiting for us. And Paul said it many times, I'm looking forward to my heavenly prize, right? So that's why Paul suffered so much and was able to rejoice, because he knows there's a, there's a reward for that. So, that. so that is an act of humility, and you're showing God that I trust that there will be a reward for me, when I rejoice in this situation, that is an act of humility and faith. You're saying that I have faith that this verse is true. So I don't have a reason to be anxious, worried, people trying to hurt my career, whatever the situation is, because I know God is allowing it because he wants me to have this heavenly reward, right? This, this um, great reward awaits you in heaven, meaning that it's waiting on you. So the blessings of God from heaven Right. The reward from heaven is awaiting. It's waiting for you to have joy in this situation, no matter how awful it may seem. But God is allowing it because he wants you to have those rewards. But because we don't respond the right way, we respond in our flesh. The demonic spirits come in of depression, anxiety, fear. And and, and then we're going to doctors for the solution where the solution is spiritual because the battle is a spiritual one. OK. And um, we're going to look at a couple more verses in the same chapter. It says in verse 27, but to you who are willing to listen, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you and pray for those who hurt you. Right. So again, in verse 22, it says, you have blessings that are waiting for you when people hate you and exclude you and mock you and curse you as evil, right? So you're leaping for joy because you know a reward is coming for me. Not only are you rejoicing in the rewards for being obedient to this verse, you must not only that rejoice, but also love these enemies that are coming against you. Do good to those who are hating on you. Bless them. Who, who curse you and pray for them, who hurt you, right? So God is telling us these situations will come up. You will have people in your life who will destroy you, who will hate you. And I've had those people in my life and they've never been able to destroy me. Why? Because I rejoice whenever people come to attack me. I force myself to have joy, to thank God for it. And we talked about that previously, that we must thank God for all things because God works all things for the good of those who love him and Jesus said, If you love me, obey me. So it's like saying, God, um, that all things work together for the good of those who obey God because love and obedience go hand in hand, right? So if you obey God, every situation around you, good, bad, ugly, painful, joyful, no matter what it is, will work out for your good. But, you, but we must first respond the way God instructs, instructs us, which is an act of humility and faith in Him, right? So in verse 27, if you're not willing to listen, you're not willing to love your enemies, you're not willing to do good to those who hate you, you're not willing to um, bless 
people who curse you. And I've done that many times where somebody tries to harm me and it's very obvious or against me and I turn around and help them with something at work or something like that. Or whatever that person needs from me, I gladly give it to them or, or do it for them, right? Because now you're, you're exercising this verse and I've been mightily blessed in my life. And I believe is the reason is because I'm, I'm willing to pray for people who come against me. I'm willing to bless those who come against me. I'm willing to love those who hate me, right? And so if I rejoice in that situation, God is going to bless me. And I have been blessed by God many times, right? So when somebody comes against you and you find out they need something, you don't do it, you're outside of this verse. You're outside of the will of God, right? So if we really want to uh, truly enjoy peace and joy in our lives, it's a command from God. Right. Jesus says, when that happens, be happy. Exclamation point. Yes. Leave for joy. Exclamation point. Right. So we must train ourselves to 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 think um, like God and rejoice even in the painful season uh, that seasons that we're in, knowing that God has blessings in heaven waiting for us if we obey him. All right. And in verse in verse in the same chapter 35 and 36, it goes on to say, love your enemies, do good to them, lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven. Here's that word again, reward. Right. So our enemies are the reasons why we are rewarded from God if we respond to them God's way. It says, then your reward from heaven will be very great. And you will truly be acting as children of the Most High, for he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. You must be compassionate, just as your Father in heaven is compassionate. So by loving our enemies, we're demonstrating the character of God, which is compassion. Right? It's very easy for even an evil person to be good to somebody they love, to somebody who loves them. Right? But a, a believer in Christ is commanded to love even those who hate you because you're now visually because we can't see God but your character in loving your enemies is a visual demonstration or or imagery of the love of God for even his enemies right so so the bible says i think paul said somewhere um while we were still enemies yet he died so jesus didn't die for people who loved him he died for people who hated him that's who he died for and we are his ambassadors his representatives so we need to demonstrate the love of Christ for his enemies but when we are good to our enemies when we're blessing them when we're praying for them when we're loving on them right and so if you're disobedient to these passages we saw in um, i believe it was first i believe it was first Samuel chapters um, 15 16 and 18 that God is the one who sent the demonic spirits to torment king Saul with anxiety fear Right. He was paranoid about David. He was fearful of David. He was out to kill David. Um, and he ended up committing suicide at the end of his life. And 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 these demons that were tormenting him in his mind came. Um, God sent those demons because remember, these are spiritual powers of this dark world. Right. So they're not from heaven. They are they belong to this world. And God allowed those demons to torment King Saul because of his sin and rebellion. Right. So when we have rebellious thoughts, like Paul said in uh, 2 Corinthians 10, and that we're not holding these thoughts captive and making our thoughts obey these words, the word of God, then we're in sin. And that's an act of rebellion and pride, actually. And the consequences may be in some people, like in King Saul, depression, anxiety, fear, 
right? So God is saying, Jesus said to be, to have joy, to have, to be, um, he said to leap for joy, to be happy. That's what he said. He said to be happy, exclamation point. That is a direct order from God. And he's yelling and screaming basically, because these are in exclamation points, right? And if we're not doing them, like we said in our last video, that it's a sin. It's a sin, right? So let's go on to um, Romans 5. So we're going to see some of the benefits of the trials that we go to and having joy in those trials, right? Let's go to Romans 5 this time. These are some of the verses that I meditate on almost every day, and that's what keeps me from falling into anxiety, fear, doubt, um, paranoia, suicide thoughts, right? Because I'm meditating on these verses constantly. <clears throat> so let's look at Romans 5. One of the verses that I look at almost daily, it says, we can rejoice when we run into problems, right? So again, this is Paul talking. So he was like an expert at this. It's almost like every church he's going to, Corinthians, um, he spoke to the Romans. He spoke to the Philippians. We saw when he said, don't worry about anything, but instead pray about everything. Right. So he's telling this to different churches he's going to because he wants to really drive it home that we must rejoice in trials. Right. So we can rejoice too when we want run into problems in trials. For we know that they help us develop endurance. Endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. Right. So he says that we are rejoicing in problems and trials because they help us develop endurance, which leads to character, which leads to confident hope of salvation. Right. So we need trials, actually. Right. So God is sovereign. He knows why he allows things to happen to us. People coming against us. Right. So God has a reason for it. We may not know the specific reason for it, but because he said in the word that we must rejoice. When we have problems and trials, we don't rejoice only when good things happen to us, when we feel good about something, right? Because God is allowing it, we must have faith that is for our own good, right? And so it's not a time to be anxious, worried, and we, we use the excuses of the things, the pressures, the stress that I'm going through. These are the reasons we should be rejoicing, actually. And when we're not doing that, we're in sin. We're outside of the will of God, actually, right? So these trials... Um, help us. That's very interesting. We need trials and problems to help us endure through things. So because God is a good God, we must always remember that all things he does is for our good. So we must remember that and we must rejoice in trials because we're telling God we believe these verses are true. We have faith that these verses are true. Not only are we going to get a great reward for rejoicing in trials, in people attacking you, hating you, cursing you. We're going to rejoice in that because we trust that these verses are true. We are going to get a great reward. And these trials and problems help us to endure, right? They help us to, have, to develop strength of character and to have confident hope. So that is one of the strategies that I use, knowing that whatever Satan is doing, God will use it for me to have strength of character, for me to have endurance, right? To have hope, to have great rewards from heaven, right? So whatever the enemy is coming at me against, against me with all kinds of people in my job, my family, people lying about me, stealing me from me, cheat me, whatever it is, 
rejoice in it because that's a slap in Satan's face when he uses people to destroy you. And instead of being anxious and worried, you're rejoicing in it instead. Right. So that is a battle strategy, putting on the breastplate of Jesus's righteousness, which means to obey him. Right. To obey these passages. That is a, uh, a weapon that you use against the, the devil, the word of God. These words are a weapon, a sword against him. We saw that in Ephesians 6, right? So use these verses and meditate on them day and night, every word, day and night, day and night. And eventually, whenever a situation comes, you're going to remember these verses. You're going to say those verses to that situation. But if you don't have that verse already in you, you don't have your weapon. You don't have your sword in the middle of that battle. So we're going to look at 1 Peter 4, verses 12 to 16. Dear friends, don't be surprised by the fiery trials you're going, to, you're going through. As if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad. Right? So we see the word joy. Be happy. Now he, Peter uses the word glad. For these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to all the world. If you are insulted because you bear the name of Christ, you will be blessed. When people insult you because you're Christian, because you're a believer and you're a follower of God, you will be blessed, it says. For the glorious spirit of God rests upon you. Okay? If you suffer, however, you're not suffering because of murder, you stole, you're making trouble, you're, you're getting into other people's business. It says, it is no shame to suffer for being a Christian. Praise God for the privilege. It is a privilege and an honor of being called by his name, the name of Jesus, right? We are Christians. The first few words are Christ. So we are called by his name and that's a privilege and an honor. And if you are insulted because of that, you're going to be blessed, right? So when you're doing the will of God, you're walking in uprightly before him, you're, you're being obedient, you're humble before God and people come against you. There's a blessing for that. Right. So we must rejoice even in the difficult situation of people attacking your character, attacking you, trying to destroy your career, your family, your marriage, whatever it is, your finances, whatever it may be. Knowing that God allowed it because he has a specific plan for you to be blessed. Right. God wants you to have peace. He wants you to have joy. He's saying to be glad because now you are in a partnership with him. Right. So now we're we're sharing in the suffering of Christ. And because of that, you will see his glory. When he returns, not everybody's going to, going to experience God's glory when he returns the second time. Right. So when Jesus comes back, very few will actually um, join him in his glory. But one of the reasons we can we can see the glorious um, coming of our Christ. Why right, to experience the glory that Jesus has when he comes back, it requires that we be glad when people insult you. Right. So that's one of the things. So we must remember that when we're reading these verses, we must take them seriously, right? We must take them seriously. And when you respond the way these verses are written, you're telling God, you're showing God that I have faith and I trust you, right? So this is the end of our series on anxiety, fear, depression, paranoia. We talked about suicide, um, anger, jealousy, um, and so we're learning that these are not emotions like the world wants you to think. 
right? So when I was in medical school, these were medical conditions, right? Major depressive disorder, um, generalized anxiety disorder. There's all kinds of personality disorders that exist. But based on these verses, especially in the life of King Saul, the story of his tragic end, we know now these were demonic spirits that God sent against him, right? So we have learned all the tools that I know, and I'm sure there may be multiple other strategies that I don't yet know about, but at least for me, I was completely delivered by following all the principles that we spoke about during this, uh, this series on anxiety and depression. And so I hope that you know, at the end of this, that you will be able to overcome depression and fear and live powerfully and, and live victoriously um, because, because we know that God has a reason for all things, all the things that are coming against you. Believe by faith that God will use it for good if you respond his way, right? And so I, I urge everyone who's, who's watching and listening to this to make it a practice. When, and what I was doing is when I was just read the Bible from front to back. And whenever I saw a verse that I know I struggled with, I wrote it down separately. And then I would go back to it. And go back to it. And years later, I still do that. I don't struggle with anxiety and fear, but I know these demons can creep up at any time. So I continue to keep, to keep myself armored with the armor of God. Knowing the word of God is my sword and my weapon, my only offensive weapon to come against whatever lie the enemy tries to put in my mind. Right? These people, they, they hate you. They're going to destroy you. You're, you're a loser. You're worthless. Right? Those thoughts don't obey the word of God. These are rebellious, demonic thoughts. And we must cast them down, right? And we do that by using the weapons that God has provided for us. And so I hope and pray that this teaching will, you know, will be able to help at least one person to overcome anxiety and fear. So I pray that you will be victorious and you will have all the blessings that God has for you by being obedient to these verses that says to be glad, to have joy, to bless your enemies, to pray for them, right? To do good to them, to love them. Right, because that is your weapon against the enemy. If you can be good to an enemy, you've won that battle. And that person is not going to cause you to be depressed or anxious because God is going to prepare great rewards for you. So we ask you, Holy Spirit, to fill your people right now in the name of Jesus. Give them wisdom. Give them understanding by the blood of Jesus. Open up their eyes and reveal to them the strategies of Satan to use our enemies against us to cause us anxiety, fear, depression, um, pride, anger, jealousy, by the blood of Jesus, we ask you, Holy Spirit, to instead teach us to know the word of God and to recognize that these enemies that are coming against us are not really our enemies. It's the demonic spirit that is manipulating them to come against us. And that if we respond God's way with joy, if we respond with gladness, if we respond by loving these enemies, if we respond by being good to them, by blessing them, by praying for them, God will give us incredible, powerful uh, rewards from heaven. So we thank you for that, that you have allowed opportunities for us to be blessed when you allow enemies to come against us, knowing if we respond your way with love and forgiveness, that we will receive great rewards from heaven. So we thank you, Father, that trials or trials and problems will help us to endure through every circumstance, which will provide us with character, 
right? We want to have godly character, which comes from enduring through problems and trials, right? So we thank you, God, for that because we have great hope in salvation because of our trials and our problems. So we thank you that because of your sovereignty, you will allow circumstances to come against us, knowing that the few of us who respond your way, who respond according to the word of God, will have joy and peace and strength. And we will also uh, experience great reward from heaven. And we will learn to endure through circumstances. We will, we will have great godly character and have hope. So we thank you for that, for that, uh, that you have provided us with these opportunities in the trials and the problems and the opposition from people that we get, that there's good to come out of all of that when we obey the word. In the name of Jesus, so we thank you, God, that our trials are what helps us to be partner with you, Lord. We are partner when we share in your suffering so that we, have a, a, we, can, uh, we can enjoy the glory of Christ. We can partake and share in the glory of Christ because we have suffered with him, for him, because of him, in the name of Jesus. So let us see that as a privilege and an honor that you have chosen us to suffer for you so that we can uh, rejoice when you come back and we can enjoy the glory of God and we can be participants of your glory in the name of Jesus. So I thank you again for joining me in the last series videos I, I pray that it'll be a great blessing to you your family members or any friend that you know who's suffering from anxiety and fear um if you learned anything from these uh verse uh, from these videos i urge you to spread these videos to everyone that you know because anxiety and fear is very um it's very high the rate of suicide is going up so it's important that we know the word of god we meditate on it and I pray that it will be a great blessing for you to have victory, to have victory over every single plan of Satan to destroy you, that you will overcome it by obeying the word of God and meditating on it daily. So thank you again for joining me. I hope to see you again next time. Are you ready to step into your calling and destroy fear, worry, doubt, and anxiety? In Our Victory, God's Glory, author Pamela Noel describes the stop and do nothing else principle that was used by some of the most powerful people in scripture, including David, Moses, Peter, and Daniel. This You Can't Help Yourself book reveals that success in every area of your life lies in one name. Our Victory, God's Glory, was written to support Haiti's elite medical team, a Haitian-American-owned not-for-profit organization that provides healthcare services to the poor in Haiti. Proceeds from the sale of this book will help support our efforts. The ultimate goal is to build a hospital and provide much-needed medical care services currently unavailable to those with limited access to quality health care. Available at Amazon, your local bookstore, or at Trilogy.tv.